Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What's good, family? It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You got Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. And you hit us up anytime you want on Twitter at KeyJMAX. Also, the phone number as well, 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. And another day, and the NFL continues to be the third, in, in my opinion, the third biggest sport right now is the NFL offseason behind the NFL and college football because each and every day, guys, something happens. And then we're all saying to ourselves, God, how did that come about? Carson Wentz, no longer member of the Indianapolis Colts, only lasted one year. Now I watch the commander's football player. He and a second-round pick go there. The Colts get a third-round pick, another third-round pick next year if he plays 70% of the plays, and then a second-round pick in 2022. Key, I'm going to throw it out there as this question. This seems like a desperate move by Washington. Where do you stand on this? Well, first of all, good morning. Um, I think when you look at it, I don't necessarily know if it's a desperate move uh, because if you – well, you wasn't on the show with us, but Ron Revere has been on our show many times. We've talked about the quarterback position for the Washington Commanders or his philosophy as a whole – uh, whether it's in the NFL at, at Washington or Carolina, just what his thought process is. And he likes a quarterback that can manage the game efficiently, play defense, and run the football. And he feels like that is the way to have the success in the National Football League long term. So Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Heineke was, better than Fitzy. And I think in this situation for them, it works. Um, I don't think it's a bad situation for Carson Wentz because if you could not have him drop back and throw the football 35 times a game, I think he becomes a better quarterback. The less he puts the ball in the air, the more efficient he becomes, the better your team overall is, the more his confidence is built. This is a perfect situation for him. See, Freddie, good morning, Uncle Freddie, by the way. <laughs> I'm uncle now. Thank you very much well, for nah, that. I mean, you're my guy, though. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I, guess, yeah, sure, I hear you. Uncle. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I died key on the Carson Wentz Hill last year because I was the guy trying to push that this is the game changer that the Indianapolis Colts needed, right? Frank Wright, guy that coached him during a Super Bowl run, would reactivate him. And I know that the numbers would probably skew towards the fact that he kind of did. But this, to me, feels like on paper it looks right. Oh, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and now you have Carson Wentz. It looks right, but I, there's nothing in my gut that makes me trust it. There's nothing in my gut that makes me trust Carson Wentz, especially seeing the way he ended the season last year. When you have Jonathan Taylor, a guy who's in the MVP voting connection, right? Had a chance to get that. Rushing for how many yards he rushed for? You can't close out and get to the playoffs against but the Jags about, down the stretch key? Think about what you just said, though, Jay. You didn't like how it ended. You, you Think about what you said. You have Jonathan Taylor. So if I said to you, we have Seth Curry, but you elected to let somebody else shoot the basketball at the end of the game and they kept missing, who fault is that? I know, I know, Key, but it, it does feel, though, you need your quarterback to make plays down the stretch, like and you can utilize the run game to a degree, but we always talk about, hey, 
Can your QB make those plays when you need them to make those plays the most? We have this conversation all the time well, about Baker yes. Mayfield, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't trust Carson Wentz to make those but plays. That's, but that's why you don't take the football out of the hands of the ones that you can trust in trying it. What hap- okay, what happens to coaches in the NFL, and I'm sure it happens in the NBA and college basketball as well, Jay, is that coaches tend to – fall in love in certain situations because they've had you before. So because they had you before, they believe in, they trust in you to do some of the same things you may have done in the past. For instance, Frank Reich had Carson Wentz at Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. Freddie, back in the day. Carson Mm -hmm. Wentz was able to make those throws early in his career. So – that trust factor was there in Indy where instead of giving Jonathan Taylor the football to close games out or to make it harder on the other team, he decided he was going to do that to let Carson Wentz be the guy, and the love didn't work the way that he thought it was going to work. And that's where you get into trouble at because you believe in an individual you stood on the table for, so you so strongly want to prove to everybody that I was right, you guys were wrong, Look, I'm letting him do it, and that's when you get caught. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Here's something else before we hear with Dan Olowski, a known Carson Wentz supporter, is going to talk about what he <laughs> believes Carson Wentz is going to bring to Washington. Key, I definitely hear what you're saying in terms of you got to keep the ball in your playmaker's hands. But if they take that playmaker away in the National Football League, if your quarterback can't deliver, and I guarantee you, Jim Mercer, the owner, that's the last thing he's thinking about. He said, we needed that guy to win a game against Jacksonville because Carson Wentz's numbers aren't bad. 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions last year. But when you needed him to make a play against a terrible Jacksonville team and he couldn't do it, Jim Mercer was like, well, wait a minute, Frank Reich. You stood, to your point, Key, you stood on the table for this guy. You said, if I bring this guy in, if I allow you to bring this guy in, this is the piece we're going to need. And he couldn't take apart a Jacksonville Jaguars team that was on an interim head coach. It may be unfair. But in the National Football League, if you have a quarterback that you believe in and he can't deliver against the worst team to get you into the playoffs, that ownership made that decision regarding Carson Wentz more so, in my opinion, and than key, Frank Reich. And, Key, if, if, if you're right, and which I, I, I get about, you know, keeping the ball in the hands of your stars that you trust, wouldn't you think that they would say, you know what, we're going to run this back for another year? He's only there one year. It's not like he's been there for three years. Like, so would it make sense to somebody practically if the play calling wasn't the right thing and you wanted to change it up? Let's change it up, Freddie. Let's, let's keep the ball in our guy's hands and give Carson Wentz another jab at it. They decided to let him go for two-thirds. Yeah, because at this point, it, they, everybody's doing this. Everybody's going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what True. everybody's doing. They're pointing. Uh-huh. And when the owner <laughs> is on a private jet at whatever time zone it was, and he's expressing to the world his feelings about why they're not in the playoffs, everybody's going to answer to that now. Because trying to convince an owner who's already been on the phone with friends and buddies and other owners telling him, oh, man, your quarterback just sucks, his mind is already conditioned to get rid of him. And so now he tells he tells Chris Ballard, the general manager, who tells Frank Wright, I think we got to get rid of Carson. Let's just figure out how to – surrender this situation and get what we can back so we don't look like complete fools 
Now he's on the chopping block at that point. Uh, Freddie, all I know is that when Ron Rivera's message is don't screw it up and play good defense, I'm like, well, screw it up. It's what Carson Wentz does. Well, put it this way. He but may screw it up. It's all about the coaching, man. Yeah, it, well, put it this way. Whatever coaching he's going to get now, you use the words, Jay Will, about screwing it up because Dan Orlowski, ESPN NFL analyst, believes that Carson Wentz getting a third chance to be a starting quarterback is not going to screw it up. This is a team that was 6-6 six and six last year. Six and six with five games to go. They went one and four in those final five games, and they were all against the NFC East. I believe that if the Washington Commanders, with Terry McLaurin, who's Carson Wentz has never had a receiver like that, if they get 27 and seven interceptions out of Carson Wentz and maybe a little bit better, yeah, then they're going to have the opportunity to win their division. They'll be right there with the Dallas Cowboys because we don't know what the makeup that that football team is going to be until free agency gets over. So I still think Carson Wentz can play good football in the league, and, and gonna add, we need to see it at a consistent basis. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with Dan as far as them winning the division or fighting for the division. I, I understand exactly what he's saying. They've got to get some other stuff in, in – in, Washington, though, to really compete with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are the better team within the division. But I don't I don't totally disagree with Dan at all because I believe in Ron Rivera's philosophy. I believe run the football, get Chase, Chase Young back, play hard-ass defense, and when the time comes, have him make one or two, three, four throws, but don't have him out there trying to put the team on Carson Wentz's back. I believe that 100%. Dan is – Dan is right to a degree. Either way, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Once again, with Carson Wentz and another opportunity. It could be his last chance or not. We're going to wait and find out. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. You know March always means upsets. We got one that we did not see coming in the NBA. Don't forget we're back in less than two minutes on most ESPN radio stations. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. You don't want the first time you're playing in Philly to be in a playoff series. You want to go out there and feel that hostility and get used to it, take it. Philadelphia fans are never going to forget this the rest of his career. First time you had that type of adversity. They can't keep high Benson. This can only happen in Philadelphia. In other words, this is worse than we feared on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and ESPN Radio. Carson Wentz is going to get a chance to play his former team twice next season when the Washington Commanders take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And then tonight, Ben Simmons will be in the building. He won't be on the court, but he'll be in the building on the bench at the Brooklyn Nets play the Philadelphia 76ers. Jay Will, 
who gets a worse reception when they oh. return to Philly? Is it Simmons tonight or Carson Wentz later on this fall? Already, it, it's been Simmons, and it's not even close to me. I just feel like Carson Wentz, even though he wasn't the guy that completed it down the stretch, that was Nick Foles, uh, they got a Super Bowl from that. And even though it's, I know it's in the division and it's the Washington football – not football team, excuse me, the Commanders, <laughs> a new name change, I'm trying to keep up. I just feel like the, Ben Simmons held this team back. Ben Simmons took away the greatest moments from Joel Embiid you know, being injury-free. I just feel like everything, the way it happened with mental health and not participating, not being around the team, the drama around Rich Paul and Daryl Morey and drawing lines in the sand, it's Ben Simmons, and it's easy in my opinion. Yes, probably if Ben Simmons, I would think Carson Wentz is removed a couple year, a year and a half, a year and a half, a season or two away from getting back into that stadium, being removed from the Philadelphia Eagles. That Super Bowl was so long ago. It's just he didn't ask to leave. They kind of pushed him out where Ben Simmons asked to leave and upset the Philadelphia fan base. So it's probably going to be Ben Simmons, even though one stadium seats probably, what, 18,000. Another stadium is like at 70,000. And it'll probably still be louder in the arena opposed to in that open stadium with 70,000 people. Either way, and it may be a lot closer to 50-50 than we think because it's an Eagles town. There's no doubt about mm. that. But Ben Simmons is public enemy number one based on the last time they saw him play in that city, or in this case, Ben Simmons, how he did not play in that city for the Philadelphia 76ers. Those hardcore basketball fans are going to let him have it. To me, it is Ben Simmons, but it's a lot closer when it comes to who's going to get a worse reception, even though that is a Philadelphia Eagles town. Either way, tonight, Pat Costell, one of our guys behind the scenes, Alan Yates as well, they said it's going to be medieval. It's going to be Christians <laughs> versus the Lions. <laughs> guess who's playing the part of the Christians? And guess who's playing part of the Lions from that standpoint? That is going to be must-see TV and must-hear in the aftermath with Ben Simmons making his return back to Philadelphia tonight against the 76ers for the Brooklyn Nets. Without Anthony Davis... Max keeps saying Russell Westbrook is going to turn on the switch. He hasn't done it yet. I don't know when Max is going to give up on that. It's going to probably rely on, you know, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and hopefully you get Davis back, um, you know, within the next month here. All the things that everybody said could be the problems for this team have happened. But guess what? The team is way worse than I would have expected. Jay Williams is really done with the Los Angeles Lakers. Seriously. Man, I've been done with them. What about Keyshawn Johnson? Here's still a got hint. the life vest on. Probably. It's Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. From the We Know This Now, So Are You department, the Lakers have the second-worst record since the All-Star break. They are 1-6. The only team worse than them are the Portland Trailblazers, and they don't have any of their guys. They don't have Damian Lillard. They traded C.J. McCollum. That's how bad it is for the Lakers. They allowed 19 points in overtime, losing to the Houston Rockets, their ninth straight road loss. This part of Straight Talk, brother, Straight Talk Wireless. And LeBron James of the Lakers, he is at a loss trying to figure out exactly what is going on with this team. We just don't have um, a lot of room for error. You know, and, uh, you know, when we make a mistake or, or, or we break down defensively or, we don't get a good look at the basket. Um, teams are literally making us pay every time. It's not like we, we're getting away with things. Um, and it's just that simple. I mean, we, we have very, um, a very small margin of error, you know, this year. Um, 
and teams are making us pay. So I've been on this kick, Freddie and Key, that I think the Lakers have been done for a while. Um, just think about what happened last night. They lost to the last place team in the entire NBA. The last place team. And after the game, you had a rookie in Jalen Jalen Green who had 30-plus that pretty much came out and said, yeah, our game plan was to attack Carmelo. So earlier this year, guys, I was the one saying, and I remember saying in the first take, look, I was talking to a couple guys, younger guys throughout the league, and they're like, man, we're excited to play against the Lakers this year. That looks like fun. I'm like, man, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say playing against LeBron James or Russell Westbrook look like fun. Looks like fun. And then Laura has it. After the game, Steven Silas, head coach of the last place team in NBA, said, that was so much fun and exciting and great for us. You see the way we played? Like, I, I, I'm beyond words for what last. And the, the thing I'm hottest about is that I fight every single day because I think LeBron James is one of the greatest players, the greatest player the game has ever seen. People love that's a polarizing conversation and argument, him, Michael Jordan. But see, like last night, for LeBron James to have a triple-double, I know he's tired playing 45 minutes. We have a chance to bully your man to the rim and finish the game in regulation, but you decide to pass the ball to Carmelo Anthony. I start. I, I want to quit the argument. I, I throw my hands up. I'm just like, that, that's, that's what people are going to use against you, LeBron. Well, why are you just punish the guy at the rim? That's who, that's who I think you are, but me, that's not who you actually are. And it kills the whole argument about him being a GOAT. So my hands are up in the air, Freddie. I'm out. <laughs> here's the deal, and there's no other way around it. And you're right about LeBron's greatness. That's not new news here. But his greatest strength is his greatest weakness in clutch situations. And what I mean by that is he's always looking to make the right basketball play. Sometimes the right basketball play is keeping the ball in your hands and saying you're not going to stop me. Damn right. And I hate to use the argument because I don't like the argument with the whole Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. You can take that onion and rip off so many layers. But, Key, you know this. If you're a baller and you know you're the biggest, baddest boy in that jungle, you don't let anybody take the ball away from you, especially yourself in those kind of key situations. His greatest strength at times, his greatest weakness, that he's always looking to make the right basketball play. Sometimes the right place to keep the ball in your hands and say, no one is going to stop me, especially me. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that is true. And LeBron's had that problem in the past and been criticized for it in the past. I think that's his style. That's his play. He's conditioned to do certain things at certain times when he had 50, 60 the other night. Yeah. Uh, he decided he was going to dominate down low in the block push and bully ball it the way that he Jay said he should do. But that was the other night when he made that decision. Last night, it was a different decision. Doesn't mean that he's running from it. Doesn't mean those sort of things. It just means that's what he wants to do. There's been other times, and I'm not being, I'm not his defense attorney in this situation whatsoever. But there's also, it sounds like it, but there's also other times where he's made that right play just like he did last night and they drained it, and nobody said anything. So the Lakers got a lot of problems. It ain't just LeBron making the right play. It's whether Westbrook went for 30, but he almost missed this, or he did miss that, or he wasn't playing defense and getting back when he should have. It's AD being hurt. It's LeBron James at times being in and out of the lineup. 
It's all of the things. Frank Vogel supposed to be a defensive specialist, but yet and still you surrendering 140 points to teams. I mean, it's it's a lot. Now, as far as them being done, I ain't saying they done till they done. Okay, just because I know how the world of sports Fair. operates. Sure. Anything can happen. Shut up, Jay. <laughs> I would not say anything. Yeah, you're still laughing. No, I because you. you're going to ride or die. That's who you're, you're a real G. Here, here's my only problem with the key. So LeBron James against the Warriors plays 39 minutes, goes for 56 points, has an incredible game. But due to knee soreness, which we've been talking about, then he has to take the following game off. He then follows his next game against the last place team in the league and plays 45 minutes. So I gave this stat last time we talked about the Golden State game. I'm like, man, the last time LeBron has taken 31 shots and 13 free throw attempts was 2015 when my man was 30 in game two of the NBA Finals. So you combine that with him playing 45 minutes last night, you're asking LeBron James in March. Yes. In March to give me NBA Finals game two type performances and effort. In March, to fight for nine or ten Because seasons. it's important. It's important to get into the playoffs. I don't care if you're the ninth seed or the first seed. It's, it's an important, ego thing. Jay. It's an ego you know thing. that. Nobody, nobody, is, nobody is shutting it down because you don't feel like there's hope. That's not the way that he feels. I, I know that's not the way he feels, but th- this is sometimes why I wish LeBron James had a guy like Pat Riley who can look at him and say – Hey, look, either you're playing or not, but have somebody that can tell LeBron James, hey, look, we're going to lessen your minutes today because we're thinking long-term or whatever it is. It just feels like Le- – and, and I get it, but there, there's not somebody in place in the Lakers organization, maybe with the exception of Magic Johnson, who's no longer with the Lakers, that can but tell LeBron really, what the game plan is. You know what I mean? What if he really feels like, Jay, getting in is all he needs to get AD back and get in? What if they really feel that way? What they if do. they really feel – if we get in and AD is healthy, we getting ready to bust some people's you-know-what. But that's, I just yeah, – yeah, Key, Key and Jay, that's exactly how they feel because that's what they're banking on, to be honest with you. When AD comes back, everything's going to be fine. And that's a dangerous path to take or try to take if you're the Lakers. AD hasn't played ball in a but month how? and a half, man. AD hasn't played ball in a month and a half. You think he's going to come back the last 14 games and all of a sudden this team is just going to figure it out? Man, They're no, going to figure it out? Enough to get into the playoffs, and See, then you go from there. <laughs> that that mentality is where the Lakers are, why where they are right now. Yeah, waiting for a greatness to Booyah. reappear, and all of a sudden it's not going to reappear. And that's why straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Will, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty, and your smart speakers. Carson Wentz's time, how quickly it came and went. So which quarterback are the Colts going to turn to now to change their luck around at that position? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to look on a t-shirt. Commander Carson. I guess we're going to find out. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. On Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. So Carson Wentz, no longer part of the organization. Darius Leonard, the outstanding linebacker, not happy about that. He tweeted, and I quote, here we go again, about to be five years with the Colts and five different quarterbacks. Thank you, Carson, for everything this year, my guy. Wish you nothing but the best, mm. end quote. So that support is there, Keyshawn, when it comes to Carson Wentz no longer being a part of this organization. As our producer Evan Wilner said, he came and went, and now he's a Commander Carson with the Washington Commanders. So they won't lack for options, Key, but I have to wonder, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, where do you go from here now that Carson Wentz is no longer the dude in Indianapolis? That's the biggest question right now. Well, I think you have to figure out what you want to do. If you think about the quarterbacks that they've had, like he said, five quarterbacks in five years, you can go all the way back to Andrew Luck and Scott Tozine and Andrew Luck again and Jacoby Brissett and Phillip Rivers and now Carson Wentz. So you have to think that what makes the most sense for this football team? Where are they at? Uh, you don't want to go young. You don't want to draft a guy because you need to try to figure out what your team is all about. They have a very good team. They need to upgrade the wide receiver position and give Michael Pittman Jr. some help. They need to upgrade a little tiny bit in the secondary. You got a dominant running back, but you need a quarterback that understands the professional football game. Um, and so how you do that is you go out and you try to steal somebody else's quarterback that, that may or may not be in good favor with that particular team for one reason or another. Uh, you've already given up draft capital for Carson Wentz, but you got draft capital back for Carson Wentz, so it becomes somewhat even. Now you go and you move those pieces to go acquire a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo, for instance, that could be available to you given the fact that you, the San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Coast, have done business in the past. So I'm assuming there's a good relationship there uh, with those two teams. So maybe the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, if you trust his surgery and his shoulder, may be a good fit for you. It'll be a good fit for sure. Jimmy indoors, throwing the football all over the lot, will be a plus. You see, Key, I th- and I agree with you on the Jimmy G, and I like that fit if they can pull it off. I think one of the things people don't talk about enough about the situation for the Colts yet is now that they got rid of Carson Wentz, you think about this, they now have – the most cap space, right? They have just under $70 million available. That's the most cap space in the entire NFL. So, man, they can go shopping. Man, you can get. <laughs> so, we talk about some of the pieces out there. You know, if that's Jarvis Landry, if that's Amari Cooper that you can go after and get. And if you think you combine that with some other pieces you can pick up, if that's a Jimmy G. Jimmy G, I think, is the answer between. Jimmy G, I think, closes those games down the stretch last year where Carson Wentz couldn't especially if you get some additional pieces from a wide-out perspective. You know, there's a couple quarterbacks I would try to wrestle away 
Jimmy Garoppolo will be one, but my number one guy in all of it will be Matt Ryan. Okay. He'd be the number one guy. I would kick Atlanta's door in until the Atlanta Falcons say no. Okay, if I could tell them, hey, I'm going to give you my 2024 first-round pick and I'm going to give you two twos, that's what Matt Ryan would be worth to me. On top of what Jay said, $70 million, so I can absorb his contract, Amari Cooper's contract, Landry's contract. I can absorb all of that with that particular money. Matt Ryan is the number one target for me if I'm Chris Ballard. They will trade Matt Ryan, NFC, to the AFC, they don't have any issues with that. He can't come back to hunt them unless it's a, unless it's potentially the Super Bowl. If I am the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to get Matt Ryan for sure, and I'm giving up what it takes to get him. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. Here's something else that I just thought of, Keyshawn, when you pointed out in terms of the quarterback position of the Colts right now. You now have a desperate situation because people did not want to give Carson Wentz another year, but you don't have a backup plan. Usually if you make these kind of decisions. For example, look at the, the Seattle But we thing. don't know if they have a backup right. plan. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. We don't know if they have a backup plan, but on the surface right now, it seems that they don't have one. I look at the Seattle-Denver trade from that situation. We didn't hear anything, but we found it was weeks of the negotiations <laughs> involving Seattle and Denver. Russell Wilson able to sign off on that trade when Seattle put the kind of teams out there to see where do you want to go, and they didn't let anybody know. Pete Carroll was, oh, no, we're not looking to trade Russell Wilson to Combine. We love Russell Wilson. We don't want to get away from Russell Wilson. The difference is in this situation with Carson Wentz that whatever plan B you have, it can't seem like a desperate plan B. It has to be somewhere everybody says, yes, that makes sense why you decide to move on from Carson Wentz. On the surface, it seems that the Colts are in dire straits because they didn't want to give Carson Wentz another year. For whatever reason that is, they're entitled to feel that way. But whatever that plan B is, if it's not better than the plan A you used to have and you decide to move on from that, that's going to be a lot of questions, Jay and Key, that they're going to have to deal with in this offseason. But, Key, I'll ask you this, too, and, Freddie, I would state this. Like, every time I hear Chris Ballard talk, like, he seems very reasonable and practical, right? Like, he thinks ahead. So, if you didn't have something in place that you were sure that you could secure, you wouldn't let go of Carson Wentz. You keep Wentz. So, I, you know, I think optically it looks as if they don't have the plan, but you better – you have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, well, you keep Carson Wentz. Typically, well-run organizations, and I think the Indianapolis Colts is a well-run organization – they usually have a plan. When you play big boy ball, this is big boy ball right now. This is big general manager, owner stuff. And they usually have a plan. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what right. that plan mm-hmm. is. And that's fair. Yes. That's fair. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that they said, get rid of Carson, and then we'll figure it out. Because if you scour the NFL draft, it's not. this is not Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning sitting there for you. And they know that. So whether it's. We like Marcus Mariota. Uh, he gives us a chance. We may try to wrestle Kirk Cousins away. Gives us a chance. Uh, we may go after Matt Ryan. Jimmy Garoppolo gives us a chance. Oh, we like Jameis Winston. Gives us a chance. They got a plan. We just don't know it. it whatever that plan is, and they don't have a first-round pick, so they're not going to lack for options. But at the same time, and you mentioned Jameis Winston coming off a torn ACL, there are going to be questions about his availability. What is that availability going to look like? 
when the regular season gets started. Maybe they try. They don't get a Matt Ryan. Do they go out there with Kirk Cousins? Do they wait for Deshaun Watson? Whatever that plan is going to be for the coach, gentlemen, it's going to include the people that we just mentioned. It has to include the people we just mentioned because you're not just going to turn this over at the moving from Carson Wentz, moving on from turning him over to a rookie quarterback that you don't have a first-round pick on. And you, pay, you place a second-round pick on that guy, that's asking a lot, no matter how good of a quarterback whisper that Frank Reich has been in the National Football League. But see, I also yeah. feel, I feel like key too. I have to give Jim Mercy a lot of credit here because I think a lot of times when owners or people like Chris Ballard are in that position as a GM, you, you see something and you're like, something in my gut doesn't trust it, doesn't feel right. But like they feel like, all right, you know, like we'll give it another shot. Like actually give them credit for saying, you know what, no, th- this, this isn't it. We don't believe in it. We gave it a quick shot. Like, I, much, I give organizations credit for pivoting quickly. Like, that's what any successful business has to do. Like, if the landscape changes, you have to pivot. And well, that's they, what they're doing right now. When they made the move to pivot, they got what they got a good return back. It mm-hmm. wasn't like they gave him away yeah. for a six-round pick. Right. So, the Washington Commanders, no matter what anybody thinks, they think Carson Wentz can help them. They absorbed a $28 million salary. Uh, They're not having any problems paying that salary. They also gave up a third-round pick that could turn into a second-round pick. They also got another second-round pick in return. I mean, so when you think about it, they got two-thirds, and one of those threes could turn into a second, and they got another second. So they basically essentially got what they gave away to get him right back to him. So they won – in that situation, they just wasted a year of football messing around with Carson Wentz. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, had this on SportsCenter about now that Carson Wentz is no longer an Indianapolis Colt, who is the top quarterback left on the market? Jimmy is the next one. I think there are two quarterbacks that we're watching right now, Matt. We're watching Deshaun Watson, who's got obviously a grand jury convening on Friday for obvious serious off-the-field allegations that are going to have to be addressed And we'll see how that plays out here, first and foremost. He would be the top quarterback. Obviously, there are extenuating circumstances surrounding Deshaun Watson at this point in time. Beyond that, Jimmy Garoppolo is the next quarterback in line. But obviously, Watson didn't feel comfortable making that move, which is why it went and traded for Carson Wentz right now. If I'm the Colts and Jimmy G's available because he fits what they do, your run-first team, play-action team, get the ball at the tight end, get the ball to the running backs out of the backfield, to the wide receivers. He fits what they do from that standpoint. And he has more than a two-to-one ratio when it comes to wins and losses, when it comes to those things in the regular season. So it makes a lot of sense. The question is, what kind of freight are you going to put out there to get him from San Francisco, who they may not be having second thoughts. They're committed to Trey Lance, Keyshawn, and Jay Wolf. But I wonder having some kind of like, if he's not ready, we move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, we could well, really be in a situation. Here, here's what I would do if I'm San Francisco. You want Jimmy? Give me your 2024 first-round pick. Give me two twos and you can have him. Give me those two twos. Give me that 2023 third-round pick that can be a two. Give me your 2022 second-round pick and your 2024 uh, first-round pick or your 2023 first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And then we could have a conversation about Jimmy G. Wouldn't you like to have Jimmy? He looks real good. <laughs> that's what I would do. That, that's a big behind carrot out there for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, absolutely, I would do that. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It fits like you said. Play action pass team. They run the ball well. 
You can't allow him to make the mistakes. He's in a dome stadium, okay, where you're going to get you're going to get eight, nine games a year inside of that dome. He's going to be able to rip it. I mean, that's a good play for him. I mean, Key, if you if you get that type of collateral for Kyle Shanahan, then maybe you think about a Matt Ryan. I know that he was the offensive coordinator when they lost that now that twenty five point lead, um, you know, which was a horrible situation to the Pats and overtime loss. But still, I mean, that's that's somewhere you think about what can Matt Ryan do with the San Francisco 49ers as well. I tell you what, Matt Ryan, it's funny because a lot of people thought last year in Atlanta was going to be his last year. And then all of a sudden now people are like, hey, if you can get that guy, if you're the Colts, that guy's going to make all the difference in the world. There's no doubt about that from that standpoint. If you get a guy like that, nothing against anybody else. But Matt Ryan showed that you cannot oh, throw man. dirt on his career based on how man, he plays, especially take, down the I'll stretch. Take, I'll take Matt Ryan over half the damn league. It ain't even a question about that. But And I think the Atlanta Falcons, that's one of the reasons they kept him yeah. and drafted Kyle Pitts is because mm-hmm. they feel good about Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan's contract is at the end now. So you've got to make a decision not only on Matt long term, who can still play at a very high level and rip it, you also got to make a decision if – in fact, you're ready to invest that money into what it's going to take to keep Matt Ryan around for another four years or so, where you can move on from Matt Ryan by trading him and getting – if you're going to give up a one and two twos for Jimmy Garoppolo, you might as well say to Atlanta, here's a one and two twos to get Matt Ryan. I mean, I would, me personally, it wouldn't even be – I wouldn't even think about Jimmy Garoppolo if I get Matt Ryan. It's mm-hmm. not even a question. Yeah, no doubt about that. Great stuff by Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. I'm Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman. Are Keyshawn, Jay Williams, and Max not only presented by Progressive Insurance but also by Toyota. Make a powerful statement. Every time you pull up in the pickup, that's a five changing. That's five changing the game. The all-new Tundra, Toyota, let's go places. Right now, let's go places back to the NBA. And one of the most anticipated games of this season has nothing to do with what could happen on the floor. You don't want the first time you're playing in Philly to be in the playoffs here. You want to go out there and feel that hostility and get used to it, take it. Philadelphia fans are never going to forget this the rest of his career. First time you had that type of adversity. They can't keep hiding, Vincent. If the cameras could only see Patrick and Alan Yates doing whatever that is behind the scenes. But now it's time for a little Eminem and out morning here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. So it's X Channel 80 and your smart speakers. Always great to have Monica McNutt giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk. No contract, no compromise. Monica, we talked about the Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons will be in the building. Not in a uniform. Not as well-dressed as you, but he's going to be in the building on the bench tonight for the Philadelphia 76ers game against the Brooklyn Nets. What are your expectations, even though he's not going to be playing, but he's going to be there in the building tonight in Philadelphia? Um, First, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good to see y'all. But also, what's up, Freddie? I did not know you were in today. Hi, friend. They they always keep me a secret. You know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasant surprise this morning. Um, You know, last night we were doing all our prep for different shows, and I legit wrote, like, Who's gonna get? What fan is gonna get ejected and cost themselves the ability to see this game? Like, I'm curious to see who it's gonna be because I feel like that's the sort of is vitriol too strong? I just mm. feel like Philly is just waiting for this moment. Um, beyond that, in terms of the, the basketball game, and this might be elementary, Jay. You tell me. I'm curious to see which team can come up with the stops they need in the moments mm-hmm. they need. We're gonna get plenty of buckets, hands down. Like we're gonna get delightful buckets, but I actually think 
versus the Hornets, that was one of the most connected performances we've seen defensively from the Nets in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you've got so much firepower on either side, who can come up with the key stopping key moments is kind of going to be my thing to watch. Yeah, because I feel like tonight, Monica, like we're going to get so many single shots of Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Every face is going to turn <laughs> into some kind of meme, right? Mm-hmm. Whether he's reacting to the crowd or not. But on the floor, it, I just can't stop thinking about what is the better duo? Like me as a basketball fan, what do I like better? We have this debate before on first take. Like, mm-hmm. are you more of a fan of now seeing it for a couple of games the way James Harden and Joel Embiid, Embiid combination? Or are you more of a fan of Kyrie, the way he cooked for 50-plus, and KD, that off, those offensive assassins? Which duo do you think is oh, the best gosh, duo? gosh, Jay. Okay, so I have best duo for different reasons. Okay. Right? I think that the way – first of all, Joel's strength and dominance in the paint, like – crazy right and so the way that those two work off of the pick and roll and you have to play both of them I think is so dangerous in terms of them needing to be connected to one another but when I look at the Nets you got Patty Mills and Seth Curry who are almost 40 percent free throws I mean three-point shooters and so to me that just creates so much more room for Kyrie and KD to work and they can do whatever they want all over the floor that to me because of their basketball IQ, should you figure out a way to defend, air quotes around, defend them, <laughs> they're going to find one of those two guys. I just think it's more weapons on the net side, which mm. make Kyrie and KD a little bit more enticing to me. Um, but, I mean, really, just pick your poison. Flip a coin. Why y'all sitting up lying to the people and stuff, acting like y'all really into the game, knowing damn well <laughs> y'all watching the game for the Ben Simmons drama and see how they going to react to First of all, if you were listening, I said that when I sat down. Uh-oh. Like, it's was, don't start listening, with me, Key. Listening, don't start, I'm, I'm ready, Key. I'm up this morning. Was, don't start with me. I was <laughs> listening, but it was just funny. I'm sitting there, I'm saying to myself, Jay sitting up talking about, well, basketball. I'm like, nah, Jay, you want to hear the booze. You want to <laughs> smile at that. I know what it is, but when you look at, Monica, when you look at um, the Nets tonight and you figure out who's going to stop Embiid in the paint, though, when he decides that he's going to use his strength and his size and do what he does, who's going to match up with him? Yeah. Ah, Key, that's a great question. Uh, and not only that, like, are you going to be able to match up without fouling? Because James and Embiid can yeah. kill you from the free throw line. Um, I think a lot, it falls, a lot falls on Drummond. A lot falls on... Oh, I don't know how I buy. Right, Uh -uh. like, Uh -uh. just from a size, those are the guys, um, a size perspective, those are the guys that you think of. But I almost, I mean, (laughs) is is that the poison you got to live with? And you you bank on your offense clicking as efficiently, if not more efficiently? I I don't know what you do with Joel Embiid. Yeah, it's being basketball analyst Monica McNutt hit her on Twitter. McNutt Monica joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Then on the other side of the coast, the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll do the face. The Los (laughs) Angeles Lakers. Again, losing to the Houston Rockets. They are 1-6 since the All-Star break, Monica. Only the Portland Trailblazers have a worse record, and they don't have anybody. They don't have so, anybody in their basketball First of all, team. shout out to Josh Hart, my DMV brethren. I would tell y'all a story about how I got hemmed up with the Secret Service trying to do a story on him in high school because he, oh, really? Sa- Sasha and Malia Obama went to school with him. It was a whole what? thing. I thought I was going to lose my final project. I was stressed out. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, forget the Lakers. We're this. on this, this now. This is our two-minute extra we're, we're content series. That's what we need to hear. Hey, Monica, finish this. We're on this now. Forget the Lakers. They're, they're going to continue to stink. What's it, this all about? They are going to continue to stink. Hey, man, watch out. It was Okay, so it was my capstone project, uh, finishing my master's program at the University of Maryland. And I had this whole pitch on, like, how this generation of athletes' career careers is going to be shaped by social media. And so I knew Josh's high school coach at the time. And I'm like, 
all right, ambitious master student, pull up with my gear, MMJ, like at Sidwell Friends. I see Josh and a group of athletes, and Eric was running late. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to make me a whole 30 for 30 by myself with my one-man band, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Josh, like, you know, did Eric tell you about this interview? He's like, cool, yeah. I'm like, great, I got all these different athletes. I'm going to talk to so many of them. So I'm setting up my gear and start recording. The AD flies around the corner. Mind you, this is what happens when you grow up in D.C. and you just don't resonate. I saw... Sasha, I think I saw Malia. I think I saw Malia on the track, but like I wasn't there for her. Like I wasn't gonna ask any permission. Didn't care. So I started setting up recording. The AD comes flying around the corner. You can't be here. Like there's all these, you know, these are like highfalutin kids. Like whatever. It's a whole thing. They take my gear. I gotta go in her office. The Secret Service uh-huh. is called. They like they scrub my camera. I'm just like, can y'all not erase my final project? I won't use this video. I promise. <laughs> um, they wow. like go to my car. They call my professor. She's like, Monica, why am I getting a call from the Secret Service? I was like, I was just trying to do my project. Like they searched my car. It was a whole thing. Shout out to our tech guy at Maryland that found the parts of the project that had nothing to do with Sitwell. Um, so I was able to finish my final project. But, uh, yeah. And they were like, don't tell anybody about this. But a couple administrations gone. I think I'm good. That was that Law & Order was part real. of this was, was so real. much better yeah, than like the Lakers that. and the Law & Order from that standpoint. So much better. I uh, appreciate you, Monica. Good the great work, my friend. Thanks a lot. Monica, too, guys. If, I wanted, if, if I wanted to be the next head coach at Georgetown, yes. would you vouch for me? Oh, good yes, Lord. Jay. Let's not that That's a dream feelings. for me. That's a dream Jay for me. Jay wants to coach like, Georgetown. That's a dream for first. me. That's a dream for me, I, Key. I want Pat to get it right. Me either. Oh, but, like, Lord. wow. What's going on? Trying to steal Pat's job. What's going on in D.C.? We're going to find out what's going on. They might need Secret Service at Carson Wentz when he shows up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.